The Startup to Scale Up Game Plan is brought to you by Alpina Search, Europe's premier talent search firm, dedicated to helping technology startups and scale-ups recruit high-impact executives. Now over to your host, Gary Riemann. So it's a great pleasure to welcome Andre Francois to the Startup to Scale Up Game Plan. Now, Andre is a Swedish-French entrepreneur who believes that the combination between hard work and the right team can accomplish anything. Andre is the CEO and co-founder at Happy at Work, lovely name for a business that, Happy at Work, and they've developed a digital solution to help organizations measure and monitor their well-being and create sustainable work environments, which seems rather pertinent in um, April 2020, when people, businesses, and society as a whole are all suffering immense health and wellness challenges. So, uh, Andre, it's uh, super to have you join me today. Hello. Thank you very much. Now, you're currently in lockdown in Budapest, as that's where you relocated before the COVID-19 pandemic to join design terminals at Startup Accelerator. So away from family, friends, and colleagues, how's the lockdown affecting you personally? Personally, it's a strange time in Budapest. Between 9 and 12, only old people are allowed to go out and and do grocery shopping and, and such. So when you're out for a run between 9 and 12, the streets are filled with old people. So it feels like you're all of a sudden in in another city. It looks so so different. Strange times, but um, personally, I can continue my work life as usual because we are used to to work remote as a team. So as long as I have a computer and, and Wi-Fi, I'm able to run the business. And what advice do you have for entrepreneurs and business leaders who are trying to take really good care of their remote teams? To have routines, I would say, is a very important thing. In Happy at Work, for example, we have a, a morning routine that we always say good morning with maybe a line what you should do or what you are planning to do during the day. So today, for example, I say good morning. Today, I'm going to be part of, of a podcast. You know, wish me good luck so that you share your day even though you're not meeting each other face to face. So you're saying routines are crucial for remote teams? Yeah, I would definitely say that. It's so I think it's easy that you you have all the tools and you are you know connected through internet, but then you sit, you're not writing or or uh, interacting that much with your colleagues because you don't have these you know normal interactions where you're making coffee or when you go out from the office or come into the office. So therefore, I think it's important to have these routines to boost the team feeling and for people to feel that they are involved in their colleagues' life and and working day. Is there a sense that people can actually be more productive in this environment because they're not wasting so much time hanging around the coffee machine or the water cooler? They're actually sitting down being productive? Yeah, but I also think that it it requires a lot of discipline because on one hand, as you say, you don't have that time around the the coffee machine talking about, you know, other things than than work. But on the other hand, you have your partner that maybe wants you to to empty the washing machine 
or you know take care of the gar- garbage and those things can really be stuff that takes away your your focus also it's maybe it's easier to follow what happening in the world you know reading too many news reading too many feeds what's happening everywhere that can be very distracting so i think it it goes both ways but if you have self discipline i definitely think that it can boost your focus and you can become even more productive if, if you are sitting and you are you know having discipline in your workday remote as for the the news i actually have uh, got a rule now i do not listen to the news at all during the working day only in the evenings and even then actually i prefer to listen to deep dive podcasts about what's going on with the economy or technology or or the virus rather than the conventional daily news briefs which are are pretty tedious and pretty pretty depressing to be honest moving on from that so aside from the pandemic disruptions it seems that your move from Sweden to Hungary has been very much a mixed blessing. Some things have worked out rather well for you and others have been a real challenge. What have been the biggest challenges and learnings for you and your team? Actually, something that you can connect to what we do. So with the, with the platform and with the solution that we are building, we're trying you know, to help companies to boost their culture, to be able to detect problems in time and to create a, a very good, strong culture in the company. And a big challenge for us was to copy the culture we had in, in Sweden, in the team, to copy that and do the same thing in Budapest. Because it takes a lot of time to, to build a culture, and to build a team. And I think we underestimated that during 2019. And when we came to Budapest, we thought that it would be easy to just you know, do what we were doing in, in Sweden. And everything would just sort itself out. But it takes a lot of time to build a team and to build culture. And I think that's my, my greatest uh, lesson from taking the company to another country. And, and what have been the key benefits of relocating and joining a startup accelerator? The key things for us, I think, was that a Swedish startup in Budapest was kind of top, like it was kind of unusual or even unique yeah exactly it was pretty unique for a swedish startup to be in budapest and therefore it was quite easy for us i think to get meetings and to book meetings with quite big companies and, and present our solution so we found it easier actually without the network in the beginning to book meetings with quite big companies that wasn't that easy in, in sweden so I, I would say that that was one of the, the key benefits that we experienced in the beginning of, of our journey in, in Budapest. Literally being unusual or unique helps you to stand out from the crowd and get noticed. Yeah, exactly. What tips would you offer to other tech startup founders who are considering joining an accelerator? I would say that be aware that it will take a lot of time. It will take a lot of focus and it will take a lot of resources be ready for that so before taking the the decision ask yourself if the team is ready for it if you have the structure in the company to do it because it's also a great risk or it's a big risk to go abroad to another country if your team is small it's easy that you lose communication and that you miss things and for us i think we were 
definitely somewhere in the in the middle if we should have done it or if we should have not done it but now I, w- I wouldn't say that we have that I regret it in any way because we have learned a lot and we have gained some traction as, as well and I think it made us advance internationally on another level than we would have if we stayed in in Sweden but my recommendations to other startups is definitely to do like a research and do some kind of list what's positive with doing this what's negative what can we achieve and also to have goals uh, clear from the beginning what do we want to achieve with this accelerator or with going abroad now how can your solution help companies impacted by lockdowns by the economic misery of this pandemic by many different areas but i would say that the the key benefits that companies can get from using our solution in this during this time is that they can get instant feedback of how their employees are experiencing the situation if they're experiencing it in a negative way they can anonymously tell that to the manager without being you know afraid that okay the manager will think that I'm negative or that I'm not handling this situation because i think that a lot of employees in this situation is more afraid maybe of losing their job because they see a lot of colleagues losing their jobs they see that other companies are cutting down in staff so i think it's it's uh, crucial to have a, an anonymous feedback system during these times to be able to collect this feedback instantly directly when it happens because what we have seen now since we since uh, covid-19 started is that the organization that has measured how this affects their employees they have seen very big variations from week to week depending on what media is saying what is happening how the the pandemic is changing I think it's it's more important than ever to collect feedback instantly from your employees. And how's the the pandemic affecting your ability to raise funds and scale your business? We haven't like tried to raise new money since the pandemic started. I have many entrepreneur colleagues and and startup colleagues that they are experiencing some difficulties when it comes to raising funds now and in investors in general are more afraid they're not that willing to take as much risk that they were 2 months ago so i think the whole scene for raising money is changing right now so i'm happy that we did a, a, a fundraising just before the the pandemic so we we closed the round in january this year which was was a good timing have you had to flex your business model or your go to market in any ways to handle some of the fallout from the pandemic. Yeah, we see that even though we have seen an increase in in the demand for our solution in many countries, we have also seen that companies in general are a bit more afraid to take new investments and invest in a new IT solutions. So we have offered an extended pilot period so that companies can try happy at work for free for one or, or two months so that they can see the benefits that they can get and they can try it in their team before they decide to do the financial investment into it. And when you take people down the pilot route are they relatively easy to convert to a full commercial arrangement after they've piloted the solution? 
Yeah, I would say that we have a, a quite high ratio when it comes to pilot projects that becomes paid projects. And it's often like that. We start with new companies that are starting to use Happy at Work. We often do a pilot. We collect the data, we collect the results, and the, the managers can see how Happy at Work is, what data they get and how the statistics looks and yeah, the, the benefits and the, the features in the system. And then they take the decision if they, if they want to continue. And in, in most cases, companies have decided to continue after these uh, pilot projects. And uh, let's look forward a little bit because I think many of us are rather focusing on how things might look like in 2021 and beyond and would like to forget about much of 2020. So what are your plans and aspirations for 2021? How do you see your business evolving? We are right now evaluating and trying to get Happy at Work out through more channels than before. So we are integrating the system and the platform with other platforms to, so that we can reach much bigger amount of potential clients. So during 2020, we will continue to do that. We will continue to evaluate new channels. And then we will also add some interesting features to the platform for the manager to be able to get the data in a more simple way than like our niche is to have the most easy to use platform to collect data and to do the measurements. But we want to make it even easier to get the reports and what data that is relevant for the managers in the companies. And going back further in time, who inspired you or what inspired you? Who or what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? And who are some of the entrepreneurs you've come across, read about, listened to over the years who you most admire and respect? I would say that I have always had passion for, for entrepreneurship since I was a little kid. My entrepreneurial journey started quite fast and quite early on. When I was five years old, I was visiting my aunt's 30-year-old party. And I saw that they had toilets there. And I had noticed that in the society, when you were going to toilets public, you were paying a small amount to go to the toilet. <laughs> uh, and in my aunt's party, it was a lot of people. So I experienced it as a public event, but yet no one was charging for, for the toilets. So I saw a business opportunity. So I stood outside the toilets and I started to charge people to go to the toilet. And people found it you know, pretty cute that it was a little boy trying to, <laughs> to get money for, for, for the toilet. <laughs> and they were a bit drunk as well. So they paid to go to the toilet. So I had a, a business going on until my mom found out that people started to talk in the party that it was a little boy. And my mom was wondering where I, I was because I've been gone for uh, 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> she went to the toilet and she shut down the business. <laughs> so that was my that was my first like introduction to the entrepreneurship and then it started it continued with different projects and ideas and during my my childhood it was a quite natural start of the entrepreneurship since then i've had uh, many different role models and, and entrepreneurs that i have looked at 
I would say what, what's inspiring me most is when someone is truly interrupting the way we do things. So like Daniel Ek, a Swedish entrepreneur who, who founded Spotify, has been an inspiration source for me. I think he, he has truly interrupted the way we listen to music and how accessible he has made music for people. And also like another entrepreneur that has inspired me and, and has, you know, that has a really, that had a, a really great vision of his company. And that was very good in not compromising in his beliefs. It's Ingvar Kamprad who founded uh, IKEA, pretty close to my childhood city in Sweden, actually. He had his, you know, vision from the very start. It wasn't often that he took side path or he took a step from the direction he had. It was, he had a very clear vision uh, and he stayed very truthful to what he believed in. And that inspires me a lot. Hmm. With Daniel and Inmar, have you actually met them and been inspired by them directly or is this more admiring them from afar? Admire from afar. Unfortunately, I, I didn't have the chance to, to meet Ingvar before he, he passed away. And, and Daniel, I haven't met. It would be interesting to do one day. <laughs> well, hopefully that chance will come in the not too distant future. Do you have any mentors who are helping you out, coaching you, coaching you through some of the challenges you are personally facing or you as a business are facing? Yeah, I started to work with the concept of having a mentor last year or before last year. So two years ago, I think it's a really good way to advance as a, as a professional and as, a, as an entrepreneur. So today I have, I have two mentors, Johan Wieberg, who is a Swedish entrepreneur who went abroad to USA and started successfully businesses in, in USA and in Vietnam. He also sold a, a company to Adobe. So he has a, and he's a tech, a tech entrepreneur. So he has uh, taught me a lot in moments of doubt and, and when things has been extra challenging, he has been a great support and he has come with a lot of like wise advice how to do things. Rolf, my other mentor, was a co-founder to the company that was that today is called Visma and is one of the biggest or the, the leading companies when it comes to, to financial systems and programs for, for small and medium-sized companies in, in, in Sweden and in the Nordic countries. He's a bit older than Johan Viberg, uh, so he, he has a lot of you know, experience on when things get messy or when times are, are difficult. So I, I actually have it on my list this week to, to call them both and, and get some you know, extra advice during these challenging times. Well, Andre, hopefully those mentors will help you and the team continue to scale the business and hopefully you'll, you'll be helping a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and larger corporates out there to uh, keep their teams happy at work and to navigate their difficult times we're facing in 2020. So wish you a huge success over the coming years. And it was fascinating listening to your story all the way from toilet attendant to emerging successful entrepreneur in the, in the European tech ecosystem. So thanks so much for joining me on today's episode. Thanks a lot. Happy to participate. 
This episode of the Startup to Scale Up Game Plan was brought to you by Alpina Search. Head over to www.alpinasearch.com for advice on scaling your technology startup and recruiting high-impact senior talent.